This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby's busy this week with the Zoomer TV program. A couple of them, actually. She's recording today for Vision TV. We'll let you know when they air. One is on Pharmacare and the other is on the tax reform plan that the Trudeau Liberals right now are offering public consultations on uh, to be decided later this fall as as to what it's actually going to look like. And that's our discussion for this next segment here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. The consultation process finishes up shortly, but already the Fraser Institute is concluding that more than 80 percent of middle-income families will face higher federal income taxes under the Trudeau tax plan. The research suggests, on average, middle-class families will pay $840 more in federal income taxes this year. Let's find out why. The co-author of the report, Charles Lamam, Director of Fiscal Studies at the Fraser Institute, joins us now on Fight Back. Charles, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Can you answer that question first? Why? Yes. Why uh, are we going to how do you know that we'll be paying eight hundred forty dollars more in federal taxes for the average family? We are. So Canadian uh, middle class families are, in fact, uh, paying eight hundred and forty dollars more in income tax each year, uh, given the changes that have already been implemented by the by the federal government. So what we what we looked into in this uh, in this report is the claim that the government has cut taxes for middle class families. And so we examined that claim and and looked at uh, all the tax changes they've implemented. And we found that for the vast majority of middle class families, in fact, 81 percent of them uh, in Canada are paying higher income taxes when you look at all of the income tax changes that have been implemented to date. So we would have noticed that or the average family would have noticed that last year as well? Well, certainly this year. So the totality of all their income tax changes uh, were implemented in, uh, in the current year, but, but most of them certainly last year. So here's the source of the confusion. We often hear from the government that they've cut the second lowest federal income tax rate, and mm-hmm. that's what they claim to be the, the so-called middle class tax cut. Well, it's true that that did happen. The average or the middle class uh, Canadian family on average received about a $228 tax savings from this change, which was enacted last year. However, the government also enacted many other uh, tax changes since coming into power. And we account for all these other changes, which in large part have to do with eliminating a series of uh, tax credits, so provisions in the tax code that allow families to lower their tax burdens. They've done away with those. And as a result, they've increased taxes on the same middle-class families more so than what they've cut uh, as a result of the income tax rate cut. So just as, as an example, families used to be able to, to claim income splitting. Uh, so, you know, use the, the credit to lower their family tax burden. And it was a savings of about $949. By doing away with that, they've completely offset any of the gains that the middle class family received from the income tax rate cut. 
And that's just one of the many other credits that were eliminated, which include the credits for putting your kid in a sports program, an arts class, uh, taking public transit, and, and, and others as well. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740 if you'd like to get in on the conversation. Have you noticed, have you have you actually witnessed a change or felt the change that you're paying more federal income tax uh, since the Trudeau government was brought in? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Go ahead. Just to answer that question, I think this might be helpful to, to, the, to your listeners. When it comes to these tax credits that they've eliminated, they are, they are claimed come income tax return time. So this is really important because to the extent that families are going to feel the, the increase in their, in their income tax burden, it will come when they do their income taxes. So in, in previous years, they were able to, to split income between spouses to take advantage of a lower, a lower tax burden. But this year, they're not going to be able to do that. So uh, when, they, when they're you know, pouring over their income tax returns come early next year, around March, April, when they're due, they're going to realize that they're not going to be able to claim that uh, income splitting anymore, which was upwards uh, $2,000 uh, in value. Uh, it was a $2,000 tax reduction at the maximum level that they can no longer claim, along with all these other uh, tax credits for, again, public tran- taking public transit, putting children in, in various uh, arts and fitness programs. Uh, Charles, as you know, we speak to a mature audience here on Zoomer Radio. Uh, speak to us about how uh, the tax situation, the cuts and, and the lack of benefits or, or the reduction in benefits is affecting uh, the older Canadians. So 45 plus or 65 plus, even if we get more specific. Well, it's a bit different when it comes to um, seniors, uh, so the over 65 category. Uh, seniors uh, are a unique bunch in Canada in that they get um, they have the ability to split income. Uh, so the, the removal of the income splitting tax credit was only affecting uh, young, uh, couples with young children. So seniors can continue to income split, so they don't lose that benefit. But certainly, you know, to the extent that um, you know, these tax changes affect Canadians, they're affecting middle-class uh, Canadians. So working, uh, generally, parents uh, that have young kids uh, that are in the working stage of their life. And it's important, though, because this is who the government is, is, is claiming to want to help. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their communications has focused on cutting taxes for, uh, you know, just ordinary Canadians with, with young children. That's really been the narrative from the government, and that's certainly how they've packaged it in their in their major documents, their budget documents, and other and other public uh, consultation documents. So they are focused on families with young kids, and that's really uh, where the negative effects are most felt. Seniors don't really have uh, much to lose given these tax tax changes because they're mostly targeted at families with young kids. Well, certainly we did hear that promise from uh, then Liberal leader and uh, Prime Ministerial candidate. Justin Trudeau when he visited the Zoomerplex on on a few occasions uh, during the election campaign that was he was he really made a point of saying that seniors in this country would be protected financially and that was a big reason why there was a lot of endorsement from
um, CARP members as well, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he is protecting those individuals. Yeah, but, but by the same token, though, the government has also focused its rhetoric heavily on helping families with young children. I mean, that, yes. it's, it's pl- quite plain to see, uh, looking at all their major documents, that this is really one of their target groups. And, you know, it's unfortunate they haven't actually delivered on the, on this promise. And I think the source, again, of all the confusion, and the government, the, the government and Prime Minister continue to claim that they have cut uh, taxes, um, is based on this very narrow focus. They've, they've, they've based that claim on just one uh, change in the income tax system, the, the cut uh, in the second lowest rate, but they've ignored all the other changes that they've enacted concurrently. And really, it's important to give Canadians, I think, a complete picture of what the of what all the changes uh, are, first off, and second, how do they impact their, their bottom line? And it turns out that uh, for the vast majority of uh, middle-class families with, with young children, uh, 81%, in fact, they're paying more in income tax due to this government's changes. I think it's really important for Canadians to understand. I think the goal of reducing the tax burden on middle-class families is, is, a, is a, an important one. You know, the average family is paying almost 43% of its income in taxes each year to some level of government. So giving a little bit of relief is a, is a, is a welcome thing, I think, for most Canadians. The, the fact, though, is the government hasn't delivered on its campaign promise when you look at all the tax changes they've put together. Okay, we want to get to the phones. Uh, we have questions for Charles Lemempe, Director of Fiscal Studies at the Fraser Institute, co-author mm-hmm. of a new report on how Canadians are uh, faring with uh, tax changes since Trudeau became Prime Minister. Let's go to Fraser in Ajax. Go ahead. Yes, good afternoon. Actually, it's from Agent Court. But anyway, I have a question for Mr. Lemempe. It's just one question, and it's regarding the middle age bracket when he says that 81% of the people are going to pay more tax. What exactly is the income that he's basing that 81% on? It's a great, great question. You know, the government, uh, in, again, in its communications has neglected to define who exactly is the middle class. You know, they've conveniently skirted that question, but we've actually defined it um, in our report and our calculations. And we've used standard definition, which is really what is the middle part of the income distribution? If you were to take all families with young children, uh, and there's about 4 million of them in Canada, and put them all into equal groups of, of uh, 20% each, if you look at the middle 20%, that's the middle class. So we're talking about income ranging between $77,000 to $107,000. This is for the family, so this includes multiple earners. 77000 to 107000 And for that group, on average, they're paying $840 more per year because of the government's changes. Now, what about under the proposed tax reform plan? Mm-hmm. How is that mm-hmm. going to change things? And, and understanding that it hasn't all been agreed upon right. yet. Exactly. And that, this is one of the, the, one of the, the, the sticking points for, for any kind of analysis. You know, the government has floated some proposals, but um, it you know, doesn't look like those exact proposals will, will uh, fold into legislation. So we can't really assess exactly what the impact will be. Um, what I think is really interesting, though, is that according, this is according to the government's rhetoric, they've said that they're enacting these changes to how small businesses are taxed uh, in, in an attempt 
to increase taxes on wealthy Canadians. Mm -hmm. Whether that's actually the case or not, it remains to be seen. We have to see a distribution analysis of of how the the tax changes will affect various groups of, of small business owners, which we haven't seen yet. But assuming that's true, that is being used as a as a as a policy tool to then lower taxes on middle class families. They're claiming that this is something that they're going to do: raise taxes on the wealthy to cut them on the middle class. And quite clearly, uh, our calculations show the the opposite is in fact the case. The government is not raising, or sorry, not cutting taxes on middle on the vast majority of middle class families. So they're not just raising them uh, on 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 the middle class; they're also raising them on on who they deem to be wealthy. So it's really a a, a tax increase right across the income distribution. Now, can we talk about um, because this is certainly one part of the equation, the taxes that we're all paying into. But in terms of spending and what we're all getting back for that money, we are going to see a lot of positive changes from the Conservative government, uh, the most recent Conservative government, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of health care, education, financing, etc. Well, this is the thing. So when the Prime Minister was asked about our, st- our study yesterday in the House of Commons in question period, his response was, I think, pretty telling. Uh, rather than um, rather than uh, reiterate uh, that his government did, in fact, cut taxes on, on middle-class families, he pivoted to a discussion about how they've increased spending on uh, child benefits. Uh, so he was arguing, basically, that uh, perhaps that the government did, in fact, uh, cut income taxes as promised, and instead was invoking the increased spending as some measure of tax relief, which I think is bizarre. I think most Canadians understand tax cuts or tax relief to be about independence from government, about keeping more of what you earn. Mm-hmm. Now, the prime minister has really distorted that meaning in his in his comments by uh, implying that government transfers, that is being more dependent on government uh, spending, is a form of new tax relief. I mean, it, it is, uh, frankly, uh, bizarre because I think most Canadians rightly view tax relief as, again, keeping more of your, your own money. Um, and uh, that's very separate from any redistribution programs aimed at increasing spending for, for families. So really a, a very, uh, I think, surprising uh, okay. response from the prime minister. But, on doesn't, but doesn't, to, investment, keep... doesn't investment benefit us all? This is, these are entirely valid questions about does government spending benefit your average Canadian? But these are separate and distinct from the government's promise to Canadians. The, the promise the government has made and, it, and that it has repeatedly claimed to have delivered upon since coming into power is that they've cut income taxes on middle-class Canadians. And in fact, their budget said we've cut ta- income taxes on all uh, Canadian families everywhere. But so this is why we were we were primarily focused on looking at what's happened to 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 the income tax uh changes and how they affect families. That's that's what the government's claiming they've done. They've claimed they have reduced uh taxes on this group of Canadians and that's why mm-hmm. uh we're focused on this. It's it's important to talk about does government spending help hurt um Canadians? It's a very separate uh comment from the government's uh promise to reduce income taxes on Canadians. Okay, let's go to Gilbert in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Thanks for calling in, Gilbert. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, I'm uh, waiting for the Morneau's tax reforms for small and, bis- and uh, middle businesses. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen, because depending on what's going to happen, it may be, have been the last time that I vote Liberal. 
And the reason for it is, is I have a son who runs a small business. He makes a complete turnover is about $2 million a year. After he's paid everyone, and sometimes himself, because he has put some money back into the company instead of paying himself, mm-hmm. he ends up with a net profit of $80,000, net. And that's the part that uh, Morneau may want to tax. Now, my son has spent sleepless nights and and has thought about many times filing for bankruptcy just to keep his company rolling. Now they want to claw back the net profit that he's he's making and and preventing him from reinvesting in his in his company is going to be hit by capital gains. Okay, so Gilbert, depending I depending on yeah. what happens. Uh-huh. That's the last time I vote liberal. No, and I understand that. And if you could just quickly speak to that, Charles, and then we'll wrap up this segment. Well, I think there's a lot, to, you know, a lot to talk about with with regards to the proposed changes on how small businesses are taxed. There's a lot of issues, um, you know. Certainly, the Gilbert has raised one, um, but but more fundamentally, though, uh, this is where I see the the, the real problem uh, with with what's happened. The government is trying to you know, fix, quote, fix uh, an issue in the tax system now. And, and it's a, you know, it's one of many existing problems that we have in our tax system, whereby uh, you're paying a different tax rate, uh, effective tax rate, depending on how you earn income. And so in an ideal tax system, you want to make sure that you're taxing people, particularly in similar circumstances, the same. So my concern is what they're doing now is they're trying to deal with one small part of the overall problem. And in, in, in that process, they're creating a new set of issues. So I think it's, it, well, on some level, it could be a, a good thing to, to, to eliminate um, any type of differential tax rates. Um, you've got to do it more comprehensively. And frankly, the government has to own up to the fact that it has partially encouraged the kind of behavior that it's now trying to clamp down on. It's done so by raising uh, marginal tax rates on upper earners. In, in doing so, it's, it's encouraged these upper earners, many of which are small businesses or incorporated small uh, businesses, to then take advantage of other ways to reduce their tax bill. Ta- their tax bill. I understand. So, the, the, you know, one of the issues uh, to me is you've got to, if you want to deal with a problem, you've got to deal with it comprehensively. And I think there's a real opportunity for the government to be a bit more broad ranging in its approach rather than this piecemeal approach, which is, you know, kind of a Band-Aid to a, bi- a bigger problem and then causing uh, other issues in the tax system. OK, thank you for your perspective and your time. Thank you. My pleasure. Charles Lamam from the Fraser Institute. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.